I'm WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more here at Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. You know, you can't make this stuff up. California Governor Moonbeam Brown has apparently issued a ban on the word alien, which makes it illegal to use in any document, governmental message, or written statement having to do with California labor law. Talk about a, a totalitarian word police state. You know, say the wrong thing in California. Jerry Brown, you know, six the uh, vocabulary Gestapo against you. What is that? Good grief. This is madness. Anyway, Jamie Dupree is the most connected man in Washington. Do you use, hey, Sean. Do you use the term illegal alien? Uh, alien is uh, the term that's still used by the federal government pretty much in all their documents and everything. I know that, the you know, a lot of uh, Democrats are using undocumented immigrant now. But if you go into the actual legalistic uh, description of it, alien is what's used uh, throughout the federal government and has been for years. It's been interesting as a reporter to watch it change because years ago, illegal alien was the uh, fully accepted kind of thing. And obviously that's changed for some. What do you make of what's going on with Rick Perry? We keep hearing a lot of chatter. I know he's still in the race. His campaign is acknowledging that they are not paying campaign staffers. That does not bode well for him, which is really no. too bad. I like Rick Perry. I think he would add a lot to the debate, and I think he has a good track record. You know, I, I do think, again, we should not jump, just like with Donald Trump, we shouldn't jump to conclusions about where the polls are, where they're going. You know, the same thing, I would say, with Rick Perry and others. But, you know, I mean, look, we've got examples in the past where John McCain was traveling by himself about eight years ago at this point in time. Newt Gingrich was down and supposedly out, and people came back, and the same could happen for Rick Perry. But let's face it, in this big field with as many good candidates as there are, the fact that you're having money troubles right now is is hard to spin uh, as something good. Now, Perry's super PAC does have money, so we're in an interesting point here where, you know, I guess the super PAC could go up with ads for Perry, in Iowa and New Hampshire, maybe a blitz that way to try to get him. Because let's face it, Sean, how are you going to get more money into your campaign? You're going to get it by showing people that you're in the race. If your numbers are one, two, and three percent, you're not going to get as much, and and that's the conundrum right now for Rick Perry. But, but you got a lot of the candidates. Marco Rubio is one. Ted Cruz is another. Uh, as I understand, the Koch brothers have have pretty much selected Scott Walker. There's three. A lot of the candidates. Trump is self-funded. They they have big backers that they can go to if things get slow in terms of money coming in. I guess Rick Perry didn't have one of those people. He has not raised a ton of money for his super PAC, no. Uh, but he was good with money four years ago. I think when he got out, he still had three-plus million dollars that he had held on to. Uh, but the the money obviously has not come in at a good enough rate for him. And again, you you just you look at the number of people out there and the good candidates and what happened last week. I mean, I, I think if he had been sort of the quote unquote winner of the pre debate debate and not Carly Fiorina, it might have been a little different. But unfortunately, the PR from that pre debate uh, event was more with Carly Fiorina than it was with Rick Perry. But again. Let's not count them out yet, but I don't think it should. I, I, I want to say, though, I don't think anybody should be shocked if before the first votes are even counted, 
we have people who are really sort of on the sidelines Can already. you believe Sanders pulled another 28,000-person uh, uh, crowd in Los Angeles after the Oregon and one? this early. I, I mean, it's not like it's we're in the primaries already. I mean, I think back to covering Obama and Clinton eight years ago. And, you know, you would go to a Hillary Clinton event, uh, like, at a high school in New Hampshire, and, you know, there'd be maybe 200 people there, and then you'd go to an Obama event, there'd be thousands. It sort of reminds me of the same thing. You know, she has these events uh, at, at, at small little gatherings, and here's Bernie Sanders with thousands upon thousands of people. Now, looking at the numbers, while he's close in New Hampshire and has been, he's not gaining any ground in Iowa right now. And so I, I don't know, is, is this just a function of, again, there's this, you know, vague dissatisfaction with her within the Democratic Party and they're looking for someone else? And, and, and Bernie Sanders is the guy. It almost I mean, that, seems that's a lot of people to draw, period, in a sense. If, I mean, if, but wait a minute. But if Bernie Sanders, if he wasn't 70 whatever years old, a so, an avowed socialist, a curmudgeon. I would argue this is this is Obama's on on steroids. No, I agree because he's 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 bringing in more people than Obama did at this point in time. Obama's huge huge crowds didn't really start until after New Hampshire. Then he saw. I remember covering him here in the D.C. area, at the the venue at the University of Maryland uh, where they play basketball. There, I mean, he filled that place up with almost twenty thousand people. I remember that was in the primary. Yeah. So we saw that from him, but not. In um, what what would that have been? 2007. We weren't getting those kind of crowds. I, I don't think you can ignore the Bernie Sanders thing. You don't bring out that many people for nothing. Is this There's the same Jamie Dupree there. that was mocking me? You, this is the same guy when I said, well, yes. look at Bernie Sanders. He, he went well, from four to eight percent. I was mocking you. Yes. Why do you relish that? Why do you take such great pride? Well, no, I'm not going to run from it. I I obviously did. Yes. I, I pointed out one day that Bernie Sanders poll numbers went from four to eight percent, and I said, and I said, wah, wah. And I said it's a significant increase, and you <laughs> boohooed me and tried to humiliate well, me on my own show. He's, he's, uh, he's shown us more than yeah. that. Now, the, the next step is is taking those crowds in places that aren't sort of primary states, because let's face it, Oregon and Washington State are not places that you're going to have on the calendar early in terms of influence in the Democratic race. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, obviously he's shown he can draw, and if you show you can draw, then you're going to bring more people in later on probably, too. Let me ask. And, and, and by the way, that you know, uh, both Martin O'Malley and Sanders are still expressing their uh, their frustration with the with the debate schedule for Democrats, which right now is only six debates. I mean, if you can imagine it, the last debate as of right now that they're going to have in Iowa, the Iowa caucus is February first. The last Democratic debate will be November fourteenth. That is pathetic. That is, that is so cowardly. It's unbelievable. Hillary New Hampshire Clinton. is February the uh, the ninth. The last debate they would have there would be December nineteenth. No, I forgot that. I thought it was in Christmas. I thought it was in January. You're right. It's February. But so we got now all of August. I remind people that a lot will change between now and the time they vote. All of uh, all of September, all of October, all of November, all of December. We come back. We have a full more month of January, and then we don't vote in Iowa till February first. February first, February the the ninth uh, in New Hampshire, then the twentieth on a Saturday in South, South Carolina, Carolina, and then I think the following Tuesday in Nevada is the schedule. And then Florida, not long after that, right? Yes, Florida is the fifteenth, but we have a big batch of states on yeah. March the first. That the first Super Tuesday. You got many Super Tuesdays. All Super exactly. Tuesdays. Yeah. Let me now ask, there were some new okay. polls out today, real quick. Yeah. Uh, the basic headline: Trump still ahead nationally and in Iowa and in New Hampshire. But the numbers have come down a little since the debate last week. I don't know whether that's just noise. Well, there was a couple of national ones that he went up in, and he went up in one of the Iowa polls, one of the two polls that has him number one in Iowa. Fiorina is clearly moved up. 
Um, others are sort of mixed, and Walker and Rand are definitely down a little. Scott Walker got jabbed today by Hillary Clinton. You know, uh, this week she sort of, it's been one Republican a day. She went after Jeb, then she went after Rubio. Today it was Walker. She went after Walker about uh, reducing spending for higher education. He hit right back, and I thought it was really interesting what he did in a tweet. He said, oh, yeah, I've frozen in-state tuition rates in in Wisconsin while you, Hillary Clinton, charge colleges two hundred twenty-five grand and up. for speeches just to show up. So a little preview of how Scott Walker will try to handle Hillary Clinton attacks there. Let me ask you about this this, uh, paper that Hillary signed today, um, because this now brings the issue of perjury. She she signed a sworn, she had a sworn statement today that she submitted to a federal judge that she has turned over all of the emails reflecting official government business. That statement carries a signature and would be signed under the penalty of perjury. Um, now, we do know that under oath, according to the New York Times today, uh, the statement was filed as she faces questions about whether she, in fact, handed over all of the work-related emails, because in June, the State Department said all of the, or part of the 15 emails sent or received by Mrs. Clinton were not among the emails she gave them. You know, I don't know. It's it's like proving a negative. Uh, other than having the actual trove of all the emails, how are you going to prove that she deleted some? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you, unless you can get the server and and recreate it or something, or unless there's some larger trove of emails that would be on the record at the State Department uh, that would allow you to prove that. But, uh, you know, I know exactly what you're saying. I just don't know how you go about proving that she didn't turn over everything if you don't have the records of, uh, there to show for it. By the way, you know I have Trump on Hannity tonight. Yes, I do know that. You know what? I'm uh, A lot of people, did you see the Wall Street Journal and their criticism of Trump? And they said, where are the... Where are the Where's the platform? Where are the details? So I'm going to ask him those questions tonight. I figured, you know what, give him an opportunity. He doesn't have to race through it like the debates, and and this is just a function of of having 10 people on stage, but I think I can give him enough time to really delve into the solutions that he's providing. Two things I noted from Trump's uh, uh, various appearances by phone today on a lot of the networks. One, he seemed to reverse himself on Planned Parenthood today, saying he would be for funding Planned Parenthood for regular women's health services under Medicaid, but not for abortions, which is sort of the status quo right now. So Trump seemed to back away there from favoring a fight to shut down the government over Planned Parenthood funding. He also, in a sense, sided with Hillary Clinton today and against Marco Rubio and other Republicans on abortion as Trump came out for the, the rape, incest, and life of the mother exceptions on anti-abortion Yeah, but that's, laws. that's only a confirmation of his view. He's, he has been that position every time I've interviewed him. I asked him about abortion. That's what he said. Uh, I understand, but then, in, in a sense, he's he's aligned himself with Hillary Clinton on that issue, and on the Planned Parenthood thing, he seems to have backed away the shutdown. I mean, again, I, I just point these things out because I think that others who are in the Republican race, if they took some of those stances, might suffer overall. Trump, again, seems to have his own laws of gravity, really, for politics, and it's really interesting Isn't to watch. Isn't it funny? I keep saying that. He defies conventional political gravity. He does. Again, I, and I'm not being critical. I'm just saying that others can't take those same st- uh, stances, or else they would suffer. It's so true. I mean, uh, it just it, it's a fact. It just is a reality here. Uh, I understand, I guess, CNN has the next debate, and they, yes. they, are they doing the same thing as Fox has done? It's going to be a little different. There will be the top ten. They put out their invites today. Everybody but Jim Gilmore, the former Virginia governor who was in the first debate, he did not get an invite because he hasn't been over 1% in the polls. Does he have a he chance gets, to get in? I sort of doubt it, uh, but we'll see. I mean, yes, he has a chance. Now, Rick Perry, if you read the rules, 
it says if you don't have any paid employees working for you, then you don't qualify. Now, I don't know if you'll be able to get around that, but that's just something to be noted. What they're going to do with CNN is they will have back-to-back debates, Sean. So on the 16th out at the Reagan Library, it'll be the pre-debate debate. It'll be a debate, but I guess for a shorter period of time, and it might have six or maybe even fewer people, and then the top ten will be in the next one. So that's how they're going to do it. What do you think, based on the fact that this is not our first rodeo, I try to explain to people that there's a long time between now and February 1. I'm glad you told me the date of the Iowa caucus. How often do you suspect that there's going to be a lead change, based on your experience? Well, let's just look four years ago how we had sort of the flavor of the week, it almost seemed like, in the Republican race. I mean, because, you know, Gingrich went up, Herman Cain went up, you know, everybody sort of cycled through. And watching Trump... I would assume that others are going to have their uh, their jump up. So, yeah, I would think it would go for a while. I, 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 I don't that to me, it's not as important to watch the exact numbers now as to watch the trends. You know, is there somebody who's moving up or showing me that they're staying the same and, and not? You know, I mean, obviously, Rand Paul has sort of gone down. I think the last three polls in Iowa, he had one, two and three percent was all there. Can I give you my quick analysis and tell me what you think? Be honest. Go. Uh, when you look at the NBC poll, Trump won at 23, Cruz comes up to second, 13, Ben Carson third at 11, and I think it's 10% for Rubio and, and Carly Fiorina. You, you're looking at the insurgent candidates doing so much better than, quote, what we thought the establishment candidates would do. Sure, but there's a lot of time. The numbers move all over the Agree place. With that. There's a lot of money to be spent. Yeah, and, and, you know, then you look in New Hampshire, there was one poll out there today that I thought was interesting because it was Trump in the lead, but Bush was second, and Kasich a strong third as he's been jumping up, and Carly Fiorina moving up too. So it's too early to be worried too much about the polls and, and follow their every move, but at the same time, I can't mm-hmm. take my eyes off them because they're, they're there, yes. Let me go back to Hillary and this, this whole issue of this statement, the sworn statement today, which is again, is given under the threat of perjury. You're correct. We know Hillary's emails were missing because Sid Blumenthal turned over emails to and from Hillary that Hillary never turned over herself. That's how we knew they were missing. Well, she would probably argue, and I don't know this, but she might argue that those aren't government emails since they're going to Sid Blumenthal. Really? Even though they deal with Libya and every yep. email on Libya was supposed to be turned over to a House committee? You have no argument from me, but I, uh, you know, uh, they debated the meaning of the word is before in that family. So, yeah. And if she's going to attack Trump on women, I'll ask Trump about this tonight. Uh, does that mean Bill's shenanigans is fair game? Does that mean the money she took from the Saudis to treat women horribly is that now fair game we'll see what he says you can ask of course i'll ask i ask everything (laughs) you know i think by the time i keep telling my the audience that by the time this we get to february 1st i can't i probably will run out of questions i haven't run out yet no there will always be something sean there will always be something all right jamie dupree thank you see you tomorrow buddy see you tomorrow hey uh in this day and age, we'll put your identity at risk. All right, you swipe your debit card, you're at a gas station. Well, identity thieves can place these skimming devices on the payment terminals and steal your identity. Or maybe you use public Wi-Fi. Well, identity thieves, they're known to set up shop around Wi-Fi hotspots like Starbucks, hoping to cash in on your personal information. Or maybe you just do something simple that you think is safe, like online banking, or just go to your doctor. LifeLock reminds us that bank Uh, Banks and health insurers, they're susceptible to breaches of your private information. 
Now, you don't have to stop living your life, but in this day and age, you need to protect your identity and get LifeLock Ultimate Plus Identity Theft Protection. They'll protect your good name, your credit, your Social Security number, your bank, retirement accounts, credit cards, and even the equity in your home. You can enroll in LifeLock in just minutes. Your protection starts immediately. You need this. Visit LifeLock.com slash Hannity or call and mention my name to save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. 800-440-4836. 800-440-4836. LifeLock.com. 800-440-4836. Sean Hannity. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.